do, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. You are now locked into the process with Nikki Chin. Uh, thank you for your time and attention. Couldn't be more grateful for uh, you to be spending some time with me. Uh, this is a place where we ponder and explore and journey through all of the things that ideally help us become the best versions of ourselves. Uh, you'll notice we've done quite a few guest episodes and chats with friends over the last couple of months. This coming year, you can expect more of that, but just as much so where it all started is in the process of, of me pondering my own thoughts and journeys, if you will. Today, wanted to, to do a little bit of a year interview, uh, something I've been dragging my feet to come to, but uh, all but necessary, and, and going through that little journey, hoping to find some some insight nuggets and inspiration and, and hopefully give something for you out there as well. On that, it's as simple as going back to what happened last year and, and what are we looking to accomplish this year? And my frame of reference, what that looked like is uh, ambitiously, as, as I'm sure many and a lot of you out there do, set out a lot of goals, tried to persist, be consistent and achieve some of those goals, hit on some, missed on many and want to understand why and want to ultimately improve learn from those and adapt and uh, take those lessons into the new year. So I had last year, of course, gone through the process of trying to organize my goals into what, why, and a KPI and break them down into different subcategories of my life and get as granular as possible in setting an aim, we'll call it, and have some lessons from that. And And I think through me kind of going through a few themes, you'll ideally get maybe some lessons you can apply to yourself as well. Now, for starters, as an example, in my what, why, and KPI, it organized my goals into mind, soul, run, move, work, finances, personal, to name a few. And those were categories. And then within all of those categories, there were then many sub goals. And then within each of those goals, I broke down the why, and then I gave a KPI and something to measure it against. That amounted to 20 goals all in all. And I can see the naivete and the, I don't know about idiocy, but the naivete in, in doing that and, and why now, what, 12 months later, I have accomplished some, but as I mentioned, failed many. And that's the first thing I was thinking about and have been trying to draw inspiration and pull ideas from, from other places and, and figure out like, well, why is it not working for me, at least in some contexts? And focus at the end of the day, I think is one thing. It's really hard to focus when you're trying to do so much. Now, having said that, I believe in doing a lot. And I think if you have 50 things, you should try all 50 and, and you'll fail half. But then maybe that means you success in, in 25 as opposed to taking five and achieving all five of those. But my focus is not necessarily on the, the what the goal is or why the goal exists or the framework that I followed, but, but rather it's the, the feeling and the attitude I took on when looking at that goal. And what that feeling or attitude comes to is I was, am, I'm still working through it. I, I derive value to who I am. I derive value from my being based on what it is I'm doing. So me outlining 20 goals, me doing 
helps me feel valuable, helps me feel like I'm accomplishing and progressing through things, which sure, you can be a high performing individual and you can attempt a lot of things and you can persist and you can bite off more than you can chew, right? I think that there is something to attempting a lot, but then if you fail in some, or if you succeed in some, that's when you feel really good, you get euphoric. And then when you fail, that's when you can feel a little bit defeated. And maybe it's not taking some of my own wisdom or advice of ride the highs, low, lows, high type of thing. But the way to approach it and what to focus on, and I'm going to take a lot of inspiration from a book I'm going through right now on, on chop wood, carry water. And this was recommended to me by Roy Itzaki, a very prominent sales, we'll call it savant as he is, a couple of years ago. And within Chop Would Carry Water, it's an interesting novel as it kind of blends together the, the student and the sensei relationship. And it's not summiting the mountain, but it's the journey up. And, and through that journey of trying to become a samurai archer, you get a lot of these little nuggets of wisdom and ideas. And this, this idea of, of focusing on principles, not feelings, brings me back to why and where I wasn't necessarily feeling good about some things and feeling great about others. I can, I can share that as an example. And one of my run goals was to run 10% more than I did in the year prior. And I smashed that goal significantly more than I did in 2022. I also happened to not run that marathon uh, in the time that I wanted, or I didn't hit uh, some of the financial goals I'd set out for myself. And I'll tell you, I felt great because of my run goal for maybe like a split second. And I felt like shit. Uh, and the financial will maybe a little more than a split second. But I'm attaching myself to all these feelings. Whereas if I look on the growth and development of me as an individual over the last year, there are certain principles and certain things that I have adopted and really co-opted that help me derive value of my experience and my being and, and ultimately just give me more confidence in anything that I'm doing which I think we should all be striving for. And what that looks like is, well, here's an example is mentioning what not attaching yourself to the feeling, but really hold on to that principle. If I take one example of one that I, that I didn't accomplish is I want to move every day or within move, I want to become stronger. And that looks like doing a, a kettlebell exercise three times a week for 45 minutes or making sure I get 10K steps. Close, call it 50, 60% in, in, in those goals. Didn't achieve it in any way, shape, or form. But what I was really trying to do and hoping to do, what I was thinking about more at least last year, was really building habits, building things and integrating things into my life that ultimately build my character and persona long term. I've tracked my food, been more cognizant and conscious of what's gone in and out of my body. I actively measure and consciously think about my movement every day and I can temper and uh, increase or decrease based off of, of my activity. I'd like to think I'm just a little bit aware, more aware, pardon me, of other domains and disciplines in my life. In the same breath, the only way I got there is because I was uh, okay to be a rookie again, to be that white belt again, to not know what it is I'm doing and be uncomfortable and fumble around. And that's, I'd say, the, the most important skill 
and thing I need to constantly test this year and for the rest of my life to maintain and hit my strength or movement goals. It's that forever student, that forever attitude of learning and development that will help me not only accomplish, sure, these 20 goals, but but so much more than that. And and that is because you're not focusing and I'm not focusing, pardon me, on, on what it is I'm doing. Rather, the principles behind all of what it is I'm doing. And an example of one of those principles that I need to and am adopting this year and can happily say I've been working on this now for, let's see, 73 days now. One of those as an example is just persistence, persistence, continuing to exist or occur over a prolonged period. Be reticent to say that I don't know what it is I'm doing with this podcast. I don't know why I post and share some of my ideas on social media platforms, but I've gotten some value out of it selfishly. And I've also been able to impact others. And this is all at least based off of feedback I've gotten from um, friends and colleagues alike through shit like this. So staying persistent, continuing to exist or occur over a prolonged period is is leaning into the Ryan Holiday attitude and mindset of success. Biggest predictor of success, who's been in the game the longest. And there are are folks local and global that I follow, that I uh, look up to, that tout discipline, that tout consistency, that tout tout habit. But it's true. So I'll, I'll ultimately echo it. Stay in the game. Stay on top of it. Keep doing it in spite of whatever it is you hear or see or feel so long as it falls back to some of the principles that you define for yourself. If I look at some of these 20 goals, they're very outcomes based. They're not input based. I mean, they are in so far as it's like read and reread books. Why? Because I want to bring structure to my daily reading routine and having tangible targets will keep me accountable and maintain momentum. I mean, I've gotten to a place and it peaked in Valley over the last year or so. I didn't read 48. Maybe I got to 30. I'd have to go back and, and count. But I'm not looking at it as a failure insofar as my attitude towards reading, my attitude towards consuming information and knowledge has shifted or changed somewhat insofar as it's, it's a non-negotiable. And there are things, at least in setting out these 20 goals last year, that have built non-negotiables for me, which I think ultimately is what I was trying to do, develop and design habits that help me achieve, become, perform to to my utmost potential. And uh, I mean, that's how started this podcast and many before it, but that's really what it comes down to is what are your non-negotiables? And you can write out 20 goals and you can use it as a barometer to see how you're performing, but I'll encourage you and I'll at least encourage myself to determine success, determine growth, quote unquote, by falling back to, does this align with the principles that I've laid out for myself? I like that attitude at the bare minimum. That's something that's helped me feel confident, which I think this is what it's all about. Building, building oneself. Financially, I wanted to fully pay off my debt I had about 50 grand still sitting there. I didn't. I cut it to a little over half. Is that a failure? Yes. It's it's something I'm cognizant of. It's something I 
I'm, I'm looking to improve and work through. However, I will still persist. I will still be patient to accomplish that. And that actually leads to one of the, the second principles I'm, I'm striving for this year is patience. The ability to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. How do you become more patient? How do you accept and tolerate delays how do you suffer without becoming annoyed or anxious? Train. You are what you tell yourself. You are what you repeatedly do. And through training, I think physically, mentally, spiritually, you will, you will rise to that. You will see how much you can tolerate the pain and suffering based off of how much pain and suffering have you suffered or experienced. Uh, I think this comes from Chopwood Carry Water as well. It might be, I don't know, a few places I'm going through, but under pressure, you don't rise to the occasion, but sink to your level of training. Maybe that comes from, actually, that sounds like it comes from uh, the man Goggins. And if you haven't, I would highly recommend tuning into the episode Dr. Huberman released on, on New Year's Day on, on, on the man's story. But under pressure, you don't rise to the occasion, but sink to your level of training. We'd like to think that under pressure, we all have that star in us. We are all that, that movie, that comeback story. And it happens, right? You, you see it all the time in the UFC. However, more likely than not, more common, more often, more consistent, you are going to rise to how far you trained and how far you pushed yourself. All of the work is showing up much before. And if I think back on my ability to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious, I didn't run that marathon I wanted to this past year, at least in the time I was looking for, or at all, bury you. I didn't fucking finish any event. However, it's a reflection of, of my training, right? I shared in a, maybe a few episodes way back of Sundays I reserved to a little bit of golf. <laughs> That burned me. So if I want to really focus on a specific habit or goal or event, that will come to training, you know, being patient and, and taking it from there. And yeah, look, if I, if I think of what I wanted to do personally, professionally this past year, I had in my mind a vision that was much further, much more grandiose than where I'm at right now. However, that's comparing against others compare often and a lot. And it's hard. I know, trust me, I'm guilty of it. The only and best way to go about true progress and growth is to compare against yourself. And in doing so, that's when and where you'll find gratitude to see just how fucking far you've come along. You know, I didn't release the, the 52 episodes I was looking to, but I did release 34. I figured out what's working and what's not working and, and what I want to adapt and change. I, I learned from it. I hired top talent. I hired people I wanted to, to work with, nurtured a lot. I, I also got fired. I also ended relationships personally and professionally that, that weren't working out. So am I able to accept and tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious? You know, one of the third principles I'm falling into, and I'd like to think, I mean, I say falling into, but I have sparks of this already, and now I'm just really trying to, to focus and nurture those sparks and really catalyze them. Resilience, and you can see there's a theme within all of these, but within resilience is 
the ability to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. We've shared this definitely in the past before of just like how to test for resilience. And so I think that's something that you should hire and screen for, especially in the context of a sales position. Were you able and share with me examples of how you were able to persist and keep going with something that you feel is right, that hits close to home for you, that follows your principles that you believe in. And even when the world is telling you you're fucking crazy or all the results and the environment is telling you it is not working, that you persist and you keep going. I know I have that. I know I'm a resilient motherfucker, a resilient individual to a, to a flaw in some instances, but it's something I'm going to hold on to. Something I'm proud to say, and I'll tell you two years ago, not proud of it internally, but maybe didn't project it, but I was never vaccinated. And that'll probably get me asterisked or flagged in the algorithm in some way. But if you want to see an example or a testament to an ability to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions to persist in the face of adversity when the environment and the world is telling you otherwise, when your entire nation state, your entire government, your entire world is telling you that you need to do one thing. And based off of your own research, your own principles, your own beliefs, you persist and maintain your integrity in whatever way that looks like. Won't get too political, but that's something I'm very proud of and something that helps me sleep at night and not feel like I've slighted myself or slighted my character. So I know I'm resilient. I know I'm persistent. I know I'm patient, but can we amplify that and turn that up this year? And last, but certainly not least, one more thing to focus on from a principles perspective at the bare minimum is, and I'd be remiss to not include something of the like, is, is, is ultimately compassion, feeling or showing sympathy and concern for others. It's one I struggle with. I, I naturally fall into it in some contexts of my life, but struggle with another aspect. So no matter if I'm looking at personal, professional, intimate, um, online, it's am I being compassionate? Am I showcasing empathy or sympathy for others in my actions, in my day-to-day And when I look back and reflect at the end of the night or midday, check in with myself, I can look at my actions and behavior and say, hey, have I been compassionate or not? And I think that's important because ultimately success by yourself sucks. Ask ask fucking anybody. It doesn't exist. You'll always look for community, look for people around you, look for a tribe to kind of ride the tides with. And in being compassionate, I mean, what does that look like? That's showing up for others, showing up for yourself, giving more than you're asking. And that can happen in a personal and a, in a professional context. So that can come in terms of just thinking of problems that others might be facing and trying to alleviate that if you have the, the wherewithal and the capacity to do so. I think that that's extremely important. And all this comes with an attitude, not an attitude shift, but a, a friendly reminder, if you will, I've spoken many a times maybe not on this pod but at least in my own inner circles of you have a choice and and there's a a distinct difference between you have to do something versus you get to do something get off your but what bear with me dog it's fucking true last one from chop wood carry water is there's only one thing that you have to do in your life and that is to die you are always doing what you want to do because there is always a choice 
You may not like the choices or the consequences, but you always have a choice. When you tell yourself that you have to do something, it creates a negative internal energy. But when you realize that you want to do something, it creates a more beneficial internal energy. And no matter who you are, no matter your your strifes, where you come from, no matter where you fall on the normal distribution, you do have a choice. If you are breathing, you do have a choice. And I know that to be true. You can read it in the history books. Go pick up Solzhenitsyn. You go pick up uh, Man's Search for Meaning and go see the atrocities that humans fuck go look at any and all of the wars going on right now. And you'll see the atrocities that humans, we humans are capable of. In spite of all of that, you will still see beauty rising from those ashes in some way. And that because that is because I think there are people in those circumstances choosing to take the moral high ground, to fall back to their principles and ultimately try to persist in the face of adversity. You know, I think that's where we're at. Patience, persistence, resilience, and compassion. Things I'm doing, things I'm looking for. What will that look like for you, especially if you're being generous and, and giving me your time here? I think that's consistent episodes being released every Sunday, some solo where I reflect and check in with myself and see my thoughts and explore my thoughts and how I'm doing against those principles, but others just as much so with guests and friends that I admire and want to learn from and think that their story is worth sharing and and shouting from the rooftops. That'll look like me being more transparent with any and all of the components of my process not just the ones I want to highlight and that I'm having success with. I mean, I tried to be somewhat transparent last year with my failures as well as my successes, but uh, we'll be looking at the bare minimum, looking at running, sales and business, golf, reading and writing, just overall personal development and, and all the different steps and activities to hopefully become better versions of ourselves. Uh, and I'll, I'll ideally look to, to do that by sharing my ideas, my thoughts, my experience, and encourage you to, to do the same. What I'll leave it with is the, the last bit that I've been exploring, and I feel really good about this one. And if you told me this four years ago, this is where I and what I'd be uh, looking into or at least finding inspiration from, I'd tell you you're a lunatic and do your research and come talk to me once you've done so. But that was a naive, ignorant, still am by the way, but bear with me, a less, more, a more naive, a more ignorant, a more cocky Nikki. And and that looks like my relationship with, with God or the universe or the supreme being or something that's bigger and more than, than just me. And it's not even from the psychedelics and the mushrooms, but I, it's just from the, the constant exploration and questions that come up and the people that you draw inspiration from where you got to think, at least for me, my beliefs that there is a, a father existing in and felt really good to 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 share and i felt a, a a community or an understanding with maybe my aunties out there that would always end or my grandma out there would always end text messages with god bless and i'd be like oh come on how primitive you idiot younger nikki there there truly is something spiritual out there you know and if you're inquisitive and if you're curious, go read some Russian literature, go read 
Carl Jung's red book where you think it's going to be about psychology and psychotherapy in the inner workings of the mind. It's pretty baffling how often when you dive in deep to the thoughts of, we'll call it fathers of certain fields and disciplines that they come back to God. If you watched Oppenheimer this past year, you'll realize that spoke about religion in that as well. That entire scientific conquest, you got to believe in God for any of that to happen. Nevertheless, now I'm rambling. I've lost my I've lost my thought, but uh, patience, persistence, resilience, compassion. Thank you for your time and attention. Thank you for thank you for being here. If you find your principles, use that to define and determine your goals. I think you will be a little bit a little bit more gentle with yourself, but also you'll find yourself to be building your character a little bit more not gentle, accurate with your aim. You're trying. You're actually getting closer to your overall vision. You are going to derive value from your character. You're going to derive value from who you are and what you believe in and why you exist as opposed to what it is you're doing. It's funny. We always come back to Simon Sinek, start with why. And that's because we're aiming and we're focusing on the right things. So go through that exercise and encourage you. Again, chop wood, carry water. It'd be a good, good place to start. And if you'd like to, here's the tagline of the book, how to fall in love with the process of becoming great. No true words have ever been spoken uh, and focus on that. And as always, I'll leave you with the great words that somehow fall back to golf. Uh, And these three words are the best swing thought you can ever have if you're standing over the ball. However, it also happens to be the best thought that you can have when you're about to do anything difficult or challenging in your life. And it's something that you shouldn't just do harem scare. I'm on some shots or some things you do in your life but it's something that you should make a point to do every time it's something that it'll help you fall in love with the process of becoming great the great words of the great golf coach harvey penick as gifted from uh, my old man at the bare minimum but happy new year ladies and gentlemen wishing you a calm and productive one and whatever it is you do this year take that aim